This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You win? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So, everybody, uh, so welcome back, everybody, to the Blues Focus podcast. I might have messed up on the intro then. Um, but yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm joined tonight with Jamie and Zach. Hello, boys. How are you? Hello. All good? Hello, hello. Yeah, good, man. Good. We have to try and keep Jamie's passion on a certain subject a bit type for tonight because <laughs> a certain somebody didn't get a certain inform this week uh, which he might be a little bit frustrated with which you know what we'll get this out of the way jamie release your anger onto the world i've i've it, it's now half seven at night the initial hour and a half of rage has now left me i just think it's absolute bollocks that a center half scores two goals keeps a clean sheet and doesn't get any inform on fifa honestly but it's okay nice. that's fine do you know what i mean like you yeah, can't give us two informs in the same game can they i suppose <laughs> Well, they do for other teams, you know. Yeah, well, you know. But that's <laughs> if you, if, I'm, sure, I'm sure if he was a Man United player or a Chelsea player, he would have got it easily. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, it was, my first initial thought was, if that was a fucking Bristol player against us on Saturday, I'd have it in form. Yeah, yeah. Unfair, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Unfair. What, what a card it would have been as well. What a card it would have been. Got like 80 pace already. 80 mm. physical. Oh. Oh well, there you go. So you two need to inform me about the modern FIFAs because I've got no idea about them anymore. Since I've stopped playing it in nineteen, I've literally I don't know anything about Ultimate Team anymore. It's like all these different Yeah. No pace is still the big issue. Like that's always been Yeah, always is. Always it's it's always the most annoying thing. It's what is it? It's the links between two different players. I I know chemistry, but I don't know the ones that have been updated recently. It's changed this year. It's like it goes on leagues now, so you can have as long as you've got three players from the same league anywhere on the pitch, they get a little chem boost and Oh, I see, right. Yeah, it's it's quite good. It's better, it's better. Yeah. (laughs) Well that's peculiar. Yeah, I I don't understand the game. They're like when they first introduced Legends, they had like chemistry with nobody except for like if you're in your national same nationality. Now they get yeah. chemistry with everybody. It's not fun. Know. <laughs> it's all over the shop. All over the shop. Mental. But uh, let's get this back to Birmingham City, you know. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, look, we've already kind of done this podcast. We had to re-record it unfortunately due to some audio uh, errors. Um, <laughs> but that's all fine now, we've all got them sorted. 
Um, we won't mention certain somebody who uh, messed up. Oh, don't know who that was, guys. Don't know who that was. <laughs> it sounded fine on the recording when we were doing it. Literally, we were all talking to each other. But then, as soon as it comes through the recording, it just sounds. I know. Typical, isn't it? Oh, honestly, I think we just we just blame Lee Camp. Yeah, Lee Camp as well. And a Doyle as well. All of them. Oh my god, honestly. Right, so let's um, let's talk about the Blues and not Lee Camp because Lee Camp's a legend. You can't talk about Lee Camp. That's, that's absolutely disgraceful. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, Bristol City. Don't mention EA again, right? So we've already talked no, about no, that. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, like, where did that performance come from? Like, that was that was a bit magical, wasn't it? To be fair, I think there had to be an obvious bounce back from Wednesday. Like, the Borough game, like we said before, it was a draw would have been the fair result against Borough. It was a very nothing kind of happened game. You know, um, we'll try and skim over Borough very quickly because I'm still very angry that a red card wasn't given. Mm. You know, Hogan was definitely taken out and he was 100% for on goal and he was last man. And did that change the game? A million percent. But I think, you know, we looked tired. And I think we said that the other day, didn't we, lads? Like, mm. tired is the word you'd use for that performance. We just looked out of ideas. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I think I think the Middlesbrough game, it's it's not the worst game I've seen us play this season. I've certainly seen seen us look a bit ropier. Um, I thought in front of goal we looked pretty poor, which is a real shame given how we looked against the likes of Baggies and obviously in the Bristol game. Um, I think it's, it's frustrating really with that red card or yellow card. It could have changed the game. Who who knows? I think I think you're right. I think a point for each side would have been fair there. Um, I think given that Middlesbrough had just sacked their manager as well, um, mm. shows that probably we should have come away with at least a point. But at the end of the day, our recent run of form has been fantastic. For me, I wasn't too disappointed with that one. I was more disappointed with games like Wigan and everything yeah. um, and Rotherham, games like that where we've been poor prior to them, teams we really should be beating. Because don't get me wrong, Middlesbrough still have a decent team on paper, to be fair. Um, and obviously away from home, you know, it was never going to be a walk in the park. It was never going to be easy. Um, but I've certainly seen worse Blues performances and I've certainly been more disappointed. But there you go. Mm. Yeah, it was disappointing to sort of see the scores come because obviously I couldn't watch the game on the Wednesday nights. But I thought a draw would have at least been fair, even even on the form. Knowing we were going into the game, it was like you know we've messed up a little bit there. We could have gone, we could have come away with those um, two games with six points instead. We've only got three, which you know it's like it's good, but realistically we should be trying to push for that a little bit. So I was a little bit a little bit annoyed that we didn't win that game. But I was more than happy that we won the Bristol game, Bristol City game. So um, I think we can talk about that one all night. We joked about that the other day. God, so yeah. we could probably talk about that for four hours on straight, really. I mean, like, it was just solid, wasn't it, lads? You know, it was just everybody was just working there absolutely easy. And it was just nothing seemed to go wrong throughout the whole game, which was really bizarre, really. There was no red cards. There was no conceding goals. There was no, like, picking up. There was no nobody free in the box for an easy tap in or anything. Everybody was doing their job perfectly. I thought Harley Dean, when he came back, he was defensively sound. You know, everybody was just doing their roles. And uh, and, and for the centre-backs to get so involved in the action was amazing, <laughs> yeah. really. It was like a proper team performance. It was just, it was fantastic. It was really good to watch. But um, I don't know, Zach, what do you think of the whole entire game? 
Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of the best Blues performances I've seen in a very long time. Coming away, it's the first time I've come away from St Andrews in a long time where I'm just absolutely buzzing. Um, obviously, fantastic to see the centre halves really contributing in the final third because they deserve it because they've had such fantastic seasons. Um, it's the first time I've seen a Blues team in a long time as well where I looked at the weekend and thought there is not a single position on that pitch that's weak at the moment. I feel every position, there's a decent player that can play there. Um, but defensively, I thought we were so solid. The midfield, it was nice to see Hannibal uh, mm. start from the beginning because Got we know what a fantastic player he is. Yeah, yeah he, does, he, he deserved it as well because the, the short 20 minutes we see of him, um, we do see promising signs there of a real talented player. So over the moon to see him start. Chong, two assists, brilliant as well. Obviously played up front, a bit out of position because uh, he's normally in behind the strikers, isn't he? But I mm. thought he looked more than comfortable there. Just all all across the pitch, everybody did their bit. I, I feel this Blues team sometimes has one or two passengers, um, but certainly on the weekend, everyone contributed, and it's just the best I've felt about a Blues game in a very, very long time. Mm. Do you agree with that, Jeremy? <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Um, I think the whole performance, I can't fault one player. I don't think anyone did anything bad, like you guys have said. You know, like... Not even any stupid passes in defence. We're famous for that every so often. One idiotic back pass or a cross goal. like Nothing like that. Very professional performance. Took the early lead. And unlike last season or seasons gone by, lads, we didn't sit on a 1-0 lead and just kind of go, right, shut up, shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah. None of that bollocks. Like, you yeah. know, you know, we went for the jugular on this one. You know, We kept pressing and pressing and we deserved the 2-0 at half-time. And to be fair, like my cousin said to me when... Could be four or five up here after. I was like, we literally yeah. could. Like, we yeah. battered them. Like, it was a little bit yeah. of words. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would have been nice to see Chung get a goal or, do you know what I mean? Like, a few other players get a goal, but. Yeah, we could have got four oh, in that first half. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the way we, we, we've started the game as well, and I've noticed this under you, Stas, I think I've said it in a few videos, but we seem to always start games, no matter who we're playing, really. We start our games on the front foot. Of course, yeah. we drop off because that's expected to happen. But the first five, ten minutes under this Eustace side, we start games really, really well. And normally mm. you do see that drop off in maybe the 20, 25th minute or whatever. Um, but certainly on the weekend, we scored, I think, in the sixth minute. Yeah. Um, and then I thought to myself, oh, we'll probably play a little more reserved now. We've got quite a defensive midfield. We've got five at the back. I do expect us to sit a bit deeper, but we just kept pressing and pushing for that second goal. And obviously we kept pushing for that third goal. It's really nice to see a Blues team go a goal up. Because I, I, I don't know about you guys, every time you watch Blues and we go a goal up, I'm over the moon, but it does scare me because I know that the, the rest oh, yeah. of the game yeah, is yeah. just going to be us sitting back. But at the weekend, we really didn't do that. We pushed for that second, we pushed for the third. And it's just nice to see some decent attacking football from a Birmingham yeah. team. I think that's a good thing, though. And I, I've really agreed with a lot of what Eustace has done tactically since he's come in. I, yeah. I believe that you should go on the offensive in the first few minutes, you know, because it gets 100%. the teams worried. It's yeah, it, it's what the proper elite teams... Like, if you watch... Man, I'm, not, I'm definitely not comparing the ability as well, though. But, like, if you watch Manchester City when they played Man United... You know, they were at it immediately. And it's mm -hmm. a really smart tactic because you, if you're at them immediately, you're giving them troubles, to, you're giving them yeah. worries, you're giving them troubles, you've got a lot of them to think about. So if you get that early goal, and it's difficult to bounce mm -hmm. back from that immediately. So it takes that up until that pretty much that 30-minute period where they look like a threat again because they've got to get their heads together, they've got to get their fitness and their sharpness back together. 
So going for the kill early on is great. You know, it's, it's almost what we did against Botford in a certain way because we took the lead and then we sat back a little bit, but just because we didn't have quite the defensive ability to keep at the goal and similar with Norwich as well. Um, but when, when we play against lesser teams like Bristol City, then, you know, that we can sit back and we can relax a little bit because they know that they're not as much as a threat as Watford and Norwich are. So it's yeah. it's a really smart tactic. I really I've really enjoyed watching John Eustace play. I don't know about you guys, but it's been you yeah. know, watching his football oh, play out has been brilliant. He's been excellent. <laughs> he's been excellent. Like, and it's like you said, like, especially against your Watford game. Like if you look at that, their squad mm. compared to ours, it's a different ball game. They've just come down for the Premier. Still got a lot of them players, but against Bristol, who offered absolutely dick all, and I think <laughs> that was down to us as well. Yeah, I think that was down yeah. to how we pressed and played and pushed. Like. But they offered nothing, and instead of just sitting on it and letting them have a chance at something, we just went, nah, kill, go. Mm. And it was great. It was great to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I felt anything. No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I think it's it's so nice to see a Blues team with a bit of passion. It's nice to see, I don't know if you've seen the TikToks they start doing or Instagram <laughs> reels, whatever. It just seems there's a real togetherness in the yeah. team. and that It feels like we've been lacking that for quite some time now. Obviously, when results aren't going too well, that's... It's going to be the case. The team's not going to be great chemistry-wise, but it just feels like a real tight-knit squad at the moment, and it's so nice to see. It's brilliant. Chemistry. Don't talk brilliant. about chemistry. We'll go back to food. No, no. Ah, it's yeah. going to be the podcast. Back to the <laughs> <laughs> um, But, like, if you look... Uh, like you said, Zach, like, our whole squad, you can't... Like, we've even got strong positions on the bench now. Like, you know, we're getting we are strong. together, yeah. Like, George Hall, oh, man, like, he's getting better by the game. Hannibal looked great. Like, all these young lads coming through, Chong's just going to get better. Like, all these players, you know, you're attacking for it when you've got Erling Deeney up front and, you know, all them players, you know, <laughs> comparing them to Man City and all that. Like, <laughs> can't do that just yet. You can't do that. <laughs> None of that. But, Unless uh, we get a mad takeover, then we aren't going to be on the same level as Man City for another <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> take, take over, to speak of takeovers, that's a whole other podcast oh. in itself, isn't it? Like, let's... Yeah. <laughs> It's not yeah, quite yeah. relevant enough to talk about just yet, if that makes sense. It's like we've got a list of things to talk about here. Yeah. Like it's not quite relevant enough just to talk about it just yet. Um, but unfortunately, talking about the team, you know, and all the great uh, bonding, I was about to say chemistry again, <laughs> the great bonding that we've been getting through the team, it's like with the certain rumours of um, Bielik going back to Derby, yeah, well, that will be a big miss. That'll be a big kick in the teeth for us. I mean, like I did say this on the podcast previously, um, the one that didn't go out. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Basically, um, I, I said on that podcast, um, we should have bought Bielik in that summer transfer window because now we've got this big issue where he's playing better, so Derby will demand more for him. And uh, I can't remember how much the price was. I looked up on transfer markets. 3.6 or 3.6. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that was it. Which, for the money that he's worth, really, at the time, it's not that bad, really. Considering we paid, what, 2.4 for Chong or something like that? Yeah. You know, why yeah, don't we just if pay that, that extra much money just to go and make him out player? Because now we're in this big war with Derby where we're trying to pinch on their players, basically. But now that he's been playing better... You know, they might off they might demand like five million for him instead in the winter mm. transfer window. So yeah. I don't know where to really go from that. I mean, we were discussing about swapping in for Sunjic with him. We called it in back <laughs> on loan from Perth. We worked out, didn't we? Because they were the same. They were the same value on transfer market. Yeah, yeah. So agent Sunjic 
I am very <laughs> glad that uh, apart from the other day I didn't go out because I think it would just been me repetitively swearing for five minutes about Bielik and Derby <laughs> and shouting. Uh, but I think Derby are being scummy with that. Like I get it. He's one of their best players and he's back to full fitness for the first time probably for them for a long time. And they want to push into the championship. Yeah. However, they're in financial difficulty. They're taking the absolute piss because they've not followed any financial difficulty if you look at who they've signed. They've just signed people left, right and centre. Had fun. Like, and now they're trying to rob Bielik back off us. So, and I think it was a case of that. I think they knew how much we wanted Bielik. And I think they did. Because they paid, I think, 12 mil for him. I think they probably did try and take the piss a bit and go, yeah. 8 mil. Knowing we haven't got 8 mil. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, it's a difficult one, really. I can see why they want him back so much because for me he's been our player this season he's such an assuring oh, God, player yeah. to have in the midfield isn't he I think the the cover he gives that already strong back line you know there's five defenders there but to have that extra defensive man in the middle and his presence his ability with the ball at his feet I mean he's what he looks six one, six two, doesn't he and the way he's able to comfortably he's pass the ball yeah. you know some of the midfielders we've seen and their passing ability is shocking but he is he's fantastic <laughs> both defensively going forward for me, he's worth triple three and a half million. He's he's still at his yeah. twelve million price tag from from what we've seen of him so far. I think Tommy to answer your question, why we didn't sign him. I I've, I in my opinion, I think it's probably because he's quite an injury prone player. He, he only played a few times for Derby, I think, last season. Uh, well, because of his injury, mm. um, he's obviously maybe we didn't expect him to be quite as good as he has been. I know he's. We know he's a decent player, but maybe we didn't quite know he's a great player. If you know, what I mean, I, hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Mm, I, yeah. For me, when I heard we were getting Bielik, I was happy with the signing, but I didn't think we were getting a a super strong championship midfielder, and that's what he's turned out to be. Um, it'd be amazing if we could get him now. I highly doubt we have the funds to do it mm. because Derby aren't going to be saying three, four million, they're going to be more saying eight, nine, ten million, aren't they? So it's a tricky one. I'd, I'd love to keep him so much, but obviously Derby wants to get back to the championship, don't they? I, I can see why they're recalling him, to be honest. But I can also see, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong, but I could also see Bielik just walking back with a transfer request, like, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, because he's openly said he wants championship football. Hundred yeah, percent. Yes. This is the thing. Why would he want to take a step down? I don't understand that. He's playing good football. He seems to be enjoying it. Um, why not challenge yourself in the championship? You know, there's no, there's no real need. To, I mean, even club sizes as well. Like we're just as big a club as Derby. Like, I don't see the the lure or the attraction to go back to Derby for him. To be honest, so like, if it, maybe if Derby were another championship side, maybe so. But you know, a league a league down, it's you know. It's a different, different world, isn't it? Mm. It is a difficult one to sort of pick out, really, because there's so many pros and cons for it all for him as a player. Obviously, he wants to get championship football, but there again, if he gets Derby promoted, then he'll be another championship player. You know, he doesn't have to worry about mm. price tags and upsetting his parent club or whatever. But there again, if Derby don't get promoted and then he's stuck with a League One team, then... And then his value will probably go down. And then typical Blues will sign him and it'll be rubbish. So yeah. that'll yes. be just He'll that. He'll get injured. Injured yeah. first yeah. time. It's like, the way we what? do it, isn't it? He injured himself it. last season against us, didn't he? Scoring that overhead kick or yeah. something. Yeah, that was his first game back as well for ages. So it's no, right. And I mean, at the start of his career, the life of us, he was injured for the first couple of weeks, wasn't he? So he is a very injury-prone player, as good as he is. I think if he can eliminate that from his game, 
get a year of great football, I think he could be yeah. a very highly valued player. Whoever's decided to make him injury prone, it's just like a. I know, I know. <laughs> whoever, whoever up there has done that. I know, it's mad how some more. players are like it, though, isn't it? It, gen- it genuinely impacts their careers so much because if Bielik had been doing this for the last four or five years and stayed injury free, who's now, who knows where he could be? So mm. I do sympathise with players like that, but oh, I just hope he can stay injury free for us for the next few months whilst we have him because I think it's a, it's a good chance to push up the table with him, isn't it? I, I hope we can. I hope we can strike some sort of deal. I know they want Jukovic off us. You know, like, Jukovic and Sunjik and, you know, like, please just let us have him back. Like, because he is, like you have said, he's been our player of the season. He's been unbelievable. From the moment he stepped in against Preston, that first game, we all kind of went, well, oh, Jesus Christ, like, this guy is yeah. good. Like, he, he is class. Like, he does everything. And Saturday displayed how good he was. He cleared up, mopped up anything in the middle. He had Hannibal running around like a blue ass fly, winning everything as well. And his feet are quick. He's just knocking the ball left and right. Like nearly scored that tremendous volley. Yeah. Um, right. I'm gonna <laughs> that went in. Wow. Who do we play at CDM if we lose him? Hannibal, maybe. Yeah. See, obviously yeah. Hannibal, but I think the only thing is he's young and he looks like he likes to dive into a tackle or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a bit it. too attacking minding as well because I, I look yeah. at him and think he'd be a good attacking midfielder, really. Yeah. With what he is as a player. What about JJ? I, I don't know. Probably the same thing, isn't it? I'd say he's more of an attacking mm. midfielder, like Felix is. Felix is a centre back who's been transitioned yeah. into a defensive midfielder, isn't he? And that's <laughs> the kind of. That's the kind of role that he took on, really, because, again, I'm not comparing the ability, but when you look at Sergio Busquets, he could easily play at centre-back. But then, obviously, he's played at defensive midfield, and he doesn't. He just sits in front of the mm-hmm. defence the whole game. Yeah. It's not like yeah. James, where he goes forward a bit, and the same with Hannibal, mm-hmm. where he goes forward a bit. It's his position there. It's literally, he doesn't move from it at all, and that is why he owns that place on the pitch. Just nobody comes even close to him on that bit. That's mm. true. No, I completely agree. I think I think that's the thing as well. I think with a player like Hannibal, I mean, we saw him play up front for a bit this season, haven't haven't we, when he's come on off the bench and everything. So I think Bielik is just that perfect defensive-minded player you want in the middle of the park. Some players can do it all in the middle, but he is just your proper championship, typical holding midfielder, isn't he, that will win the tackles. He doesn't try anything fancy. He just does the easy stuff so, so brilliantly. Yeah. So I think, I think for me... No matter who our backups are, whether it's John and James, whether it's Hannibal Mabry, no one we can get in or no one at the club can do the job Bielik does. I wouldn't say that. I'd say they've just got big shoes to fill, really. It's like yeah. they've yeah. got the ability to play that, but whether it's yeah. as effectively yeah. as Bielik is, is a different sort of question, I think, because I, I really like Jordan James and I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him play a bit more, actually, because I feel like he yeah. could really kick on. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Hannibal's are obviously on loan, so it's play Jordan James a bit more would be nice. Um, but if Hannibal's going to keep on playing well, it's obviously the same. But obviously, we've now got a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the whole game. Obviously, because um, Jamie, you pointed out um, at the end of the vlog last week uh, on Saturday that uh, Dion Sanderson is out. Yes, he's um, out due to uh, too many yellow cards picked up. So that's an issue we've got to put up as well. Um, there's also a few other points as well, like does Hannibal start? Does Deeney back in? Is Hall 
back in or whatever, you know, like, yeah. talk to me about that, Jamie, what's your It's thought? tough, isn't it, because you don't change your winning formula, however, you've now lost Sanderson, who has been fantastic, you know, he sweeps up everything, he's so good, he got his goal on Saturday, like, so what do you do, do you move Maxine Collins to centre-half, do you deploy Graham or Williams at wing-back, you know, I'm very much in the opinion of yes, probably just put Williams at wing-back, Mm. Um, it's hard to change a winning team, you know. But a whole going to be more aggressive, yes. A whole going to push and try and bully the likes of Hall a little bit, maybe. Do you want to start Deeney for that quality security? Maybe so, because I think Deeney's had a good season. I know he's not been scoring a lot, but I still think he's done well, especially the last month. Mm. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I think it's difficult. I think. It's a shame. Sanderson's out because of yellow cards, isn't it? It's too yeah. many yellows. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought I thought at the weekend, I thought Harley Dean was exceptional. I'm so happy he's had a good performance as well. I've always quite liked Harley Dean, to be honest. I think mm. you, you either love him or hate him at Blues. But for me, I've always think he's done a decent job. He's He can be prone to a mistake. Um, but I think on the weekend, he didn't put a foot wrong. And that's what's so good about him playing in a five at the back formation. He's got that bit of extra reassurance. Yeah. Having yeah. Bielik in front of him as well there to protect him, which is brilliant. Um, I think for me, against Hull on the weekend, Harley Dean should 100% start. Oh, God, um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think you can have a, a performance that good and then drop him. There's no real options. I mean, Roberts is injured at the moment, isn't he? Um we did talk about Gordon. Gordon injured as well, or Gordon fit? Yeah, I think he's back on grass from what I read. Is he? Right. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. And I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about this because we don't have it in the notes, and um, we didn't talk about it last time. I like your opinion. I thought Marcel Oakley over preseason actually looked very good, and I'm quite surprised he hasn't sort of had an opportunity in the first team. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Do you think he deserves one? Um. When did he last play, Marcel? He, he hasn't. He so I don't think. I yeah, I think it was. I don't think he's played a league game. But from what I saw of Marcel Oakley both pre-season and in the cup, I I thought he was decent. To be fair, mm. I just know. I just wonder though, because when you get players who play in the league, it's a bit of a different one when it comes to that. Yeah. So when I think Eustace will probably pick Williams over Oakley. Yeah, uh, for I get sure. what you mean. Though. Sure. I do like Oakley because he does get four yeah. of us. Um, does, I do like his pace. Um, yeah, I just think that there's not much to sort of split them between Williams and Oakley. So mm. um, I think he would favour Williams, uh, mm. which is a bit of a shame, really, because obviously Oakley was in the team a bit last season. Mm. Um, I know he got that goal against um, Colchester. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. So I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I know that's a good memory. That is, I, from what I've, I agree with you. I think, I think we've got enough players at the moment where he doesn't start. I, I think our centre backs are sorted for now, and when everyone's fully fit, um, I think there's enough. It's a shame there's quite a few options to keep him out. Really, I think this is, in terms of depth, I think this is some of the most options we've had um, mm. a, as a Blues team. So, like, we've got backups all over the pitch, haven't we? Really, so I think sort of keeping him out at the moment really isn't it thing is though like with the fullbacks we could easily rotate anybody into that sort of role but do we in a very sort of risky way do we maybe put Bielik at centre back would that be a worry or would, it, would that work it, it is, is definitely an option because he can play there I suppose so we've had Dean Bielik trusty on the left Colin and Longello 
Oh, I think the look Holland as wing back. I think he offers so much. Yeah. My issue yeah. is, is and I love Harley Dean, but he's not fast. Whereas the reason he'll do so well in that back three, we've got five slash five, is Sanderson and Trusty are quick. Yeah. So they can cover that kind of coming back. Bielik is so good as a CDM, but I don't think he's got the pace. If like, do you know what I mean? If a quick. Because someone's going to target that side. If you've got Bielik and Dean as the centre, someone's going to surely target that side. A pacey little guy is going to go right bang. Mm, but yeah. you've got Colin there. He's got a little bit more legs. I get what you mean, yeah. And he's never made a... He's never done bad as he can. Even a right yeah. centre-back, he always does a solid job. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think it's, it's nice to have these options. For me, oh, I yeah. think... I do like Colin. I I agree. Colin is our strongest right wing back at the club for sure. But I also don't mind him at centre back. And it's almost: do you want to sacrifice Bielik in the midfield for for him in a more defensive role? I think I think the option is almost Bielik and Colin. Bielik right centre back. Colin right wing back. Or it's whether you play Bielik in the middle. Mm. Williams at right wing back. Colin at right centre back. I don't know. For me, I quite like the sound of Colin right centre back. Williams right wing back, or maybe even Graham. Graham's form hasn't been great recently, but mm. maybe Graham right wing back and, and keep Bielik in the midfield. Or just full send Leco at right wing back. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're about to oh, go play in that sort of way. I'd, 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 I'd cry. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing no, about we... that the other day actually when I was um, in that taxi <laughs> looking at the lineup. I was just looking down and thinking, fucking hell, like I was playing at wing back. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> it was God, amazing. Man. It was so funny. <laughs> oh man, it was mental, weren't it? When he's, oh, I just remember watching him come on against that Spanish team and I was like, he's actually left wing back, isn't he? Like, he's actually praying down left wing back as well and he's beating people. What's going on? And he went Bro. down in the first minute as well. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Um, <laughs> he, he got touched you know, on his back and he went down. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. For all we know, Eustace could just curveball this and do a back four. I, I'd love it if yeah. he would. It's just the attack. We've talked about this before. It's where it comes to that bit there. It's like the back four and three so. would work perfectly. It's just the attack then. It's who do we play there? Do we move Chong out wide, maybe? If yeah. we did a 4-4-2, four, four, I think you'd have to put Chong left. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Grand, yeah. Right wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, be I, 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 in the middle. Yeah, I think I I think that would be a good shout. I think we said this last time, but I love I do like genuinely like the five at the moment. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep it the same. Mm-hmm. What I really like about Eustace so is he does change a formula that's not working. As we said, Graham's been a bit weaker recently, so he's obviously come out the team. Bakuna yeah. can have hit him. I do. I, I'm a big fan of Bakuna, but he can go quiet in games sometimes. So nice to see Hannibal playing. Like we said, under under both Boya and Karanka, we certainly saw two very stubborn managers. It didn't matter the formation, it didn't matter the players on the pitch, it'd be the same every week regardless of how it was doing. So it's yeah. nice to actually have a manager when things are going wrong and not quite right, he does mix things up. So that's really good to see, isn't it? When it's all falling apart and you can see it in goal after goal called Mikel, Mikel San Jose has missed four interceptions. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he came, came in with so much promise, didn't he, San Jose? Just never lived up to it. But yeah, that was horrible to watch, wasn't it? That lockdown football, honestly. I just... Oh, it's a nightmare. I nearly, nearly just, I think there was about four or five times. Obviously, I'd never stop sporting blues, but the amount of times I said to all my lads, like, I'm a Solly or Morse fan, boys, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully done. Like, I'm yeah. like, I don't think anybody would have been 
you know, it would have you know, been looked down upon had they stopped supporting football after that because that was torture. That was such an. I remember there was a one advert in the advert break in the Blues TV ones where it just went AMG Logistics. They just went oh, out like yeah. this PowerPoint and like, like you could forget. I know, I know. That was. That was <laughs> I, to be fair, I think we're all quite lucky we missed the uh, Karanka era in the stands, aren't we? And, uh, uh, I, I wish the we were there. Why wouldn't we? I watch think you would have been done quicker because we would have been booted yeah. the fuck out of it. <laughs> Get out, like oh, God, anything but yeah. watching Blues TV. I might have just given up on football altogether. It, it was the audacity of when we actually took the lead, and he decided that he was going to take two wingers off to drop a centre mid and a CDM on the pitch, and you were like. And then he shrugged his shoulders like, why, why have we lost 2-1? I don't know. Yeah, such negative football, wasn't it? Such negative football. It was too negative. Honestly, I, 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 I'd looked up on Karanka a couple of times on some YouTube videos and looked into him a bit more. I thought, yeah, this would probably work, actually. This is when he first arrived. I thought, yeah, it's good to have a good defensive manager in the Championship. I didn't realise it was going to be that defensive. Like, God, no, every single time we attacked, it was like, get round the edge of the box and just pass it about progress. Put a lane cross into the box and then we go on the end of it. It's like, I know. I hate football. What's this? <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, it just shows a huge contrast in teams. Uh, we're playing the same formation on the Eustace, but the difference in the way the formation's being used. Mm. Our wing-backs love to go up the pitch. They play so hard. I'm trying to think who our wing-backs were at the time under Karanka. Was it Pedersen and... Did Pedersen play wing back? But I can't I'm, remember I'm, now. I'm but... still convinced Pedersen can't play football yet alone. No, you're not wrong, you're not wrong. <laughs> I remember our full backs in that five back, oh, they sat so deep and they never pushed forward. And the few it, times they It weren't wing backs. Awful cro- no, it was. It was a left back, a right back, and three centre backs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was a straight five. Right. <laughs> it was a straight five, a straight four, and a one, and it's Scott Hogan up top trying to get on the end of Oh my god! Does it I, really... I actually felt for him. I really, like he's been fantastic this season. The yeah, effort yeah. he's been putting yeah. in has been like so. Honestly, it's been so redeeming to see. I mean, like what I love about him, even when he's not scoring, he's giving everything yeah, exactly. on that pitch. Before mm-hmm. when he first arrived on loan, like he was just a goal machine. You know, he couldn't get mm-hmm. him off the, he couldn't stop him. But then when we actually signed him, or when that sort of lockdown period at the end of the season, he was just like, couldn't hit a cat's yeah. ass with a banjo? It was fucking ridiculous. No. I couldn't believe I know. it. For me, this Hogan we're seeing at the moment, though, was good as a... When Hogan first came to the club, I remember, I remember in his first month, I think he got player of the month and everything. But for me, this Hogan is a much improved Hogan to the one we saw Absolutely. when he first came in. Just because he's doing more than scoring the goals now, he's contributing with assists, he's holding up the ball so, so well. He just seems to be making more of an impact in games. Yeah. That that West Brom game, Hogan and Dini that night were two different strikers. They were unbelievable. But it's nice to see Hogan doing a bit more than just being the player that scores scores one in three of his shots. You know what I mean? He's contributing in other ways now. Yeah, exactly. He chases and the players down. He gets on top yeah, of yeah. them. It wasn't like That's last exactly season under Bowie or any other mm. season where he was just jogging around the front of the pitch. Mm. It was like, yeah. do something! And now he I is. Know, oh, my God, are you fantastic now? You're looking really sharp. Yeah. You can even see it against Bristol. They were shit scared of him. Like Every yeah. time one of the Bristol centers back got the boys was that. Bang. Yeah, exactly. Bang, right, just going for it. And the thing second. is, as well, when he does that, he's in position because if they yeah. suddenly mess up on the midfield, it's suddenly yeah. straight back to him, and he's in position. Whereas before, where he was jogging about in front, there was a mistake, and he would get it. But he'd be like on the fucking wing or something. It's like, no, mate, no. 
come on, move. You, we know you can be better. We've seen it before. You scored like seven goals in 2020. It was a mad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, honestly. Well, but, got yeah. Like, we got a lot of five minutes left. Five um, minutes. Whole we'll City be... predictions. Yes, that's what we can do. Jamie, start us. Go on. 2 0. I'm still sticking with it. We're going to win 2 0. Hogan's going to score, and I, I don't know who else will score. But I feel like we'll be 1 0 up and we'll just catch him on a break or something. We'll control the game. We play anything like we did against Bristol. We got every chance mm. in the world. You know, I did. I'd love Trusted to get another two goals and then he yeah. <laughs> Definitely getting informed then. Five goals in two games. Four goals, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, I'm, th- I'm thinking fairly similar. Um, uh, for me, I'll go 2 1. I think we'll win. I think we'll bag a couple. Obviously, Hull have just sat their manager fairly recently. Um, good. They've good. got a stupid and firing. I can see him scoring for Hull because the few times I've watched Hull this season, he does look very good. For Blues, I can see Eustace with sticking with a very similar team to Bristol City, probably the exact same 11. Um, I can see Chong getting a goal because he does look dangerous. When he has the ball, he looks very dangerous. So I'll go Chong to score one. and. Oh, who else? We'll go trusty again. Another trusty player. <laughs> we'll go that two-one blues. Now, ah, see, my past experiences are saying we're going to lose two-nil because we always lose a hole, always. Mm-hmm. Um, but there again, rules are there to be broken. So my gut is kind of going towards a one-nil, maybe. I mean, I, I'm only basing that off past experience as well, because the last time we won at Hull was in 2009 or 10. Um, yeah, wow. Gary O'Connor scored a near post header. We won 1 0. So I'm going to just check if it is 9 or 10, 2000, whatever it was. Uh, 2009, September 19th. Interesting. Um, that was the last time we beat Hull at their ground. So it's a long, bloody time. That is a long time. Until <laughs> Sunday. But Until Sunday. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And it'll probably be typical as well because I'm not going to that game as well. So it'd be like, yeah, we're going to win that one. <laughs> it's yeah. the first time in years I've got we've got a defence as Birmingham City where I feel quite confident on a clean sheet. I'm like, I know I that don't think it's conceding. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Everyone. No, I agree. It's we we look defensively. We it's mad that we're saying only recently we feel confident we won't concede. Given for the last however many years we've played five at the back, it's ridiculous. But no, this this defence looks so assuring, doesn't it? And it's nice to have some pace at the back as well. Yeah. Over the years, we've had some slow defenders. It's nice to see the way Trusty and Sanderson can just catch yeah. up to the pace of your yeah. strikers and winners of the league. So Morrison, I know. Uh, Paul Robinson. I, I, I'm one of those, again, <laughs> quite Robert. like Roberts, but oh, he can be slow, can't he? But no, it's just nice to have some pace at the back, isn't it? Mm. Hospital pass Roberts. No, oh, I know, I know. A few dodgy ones, doesn't he? But... Yeah. I love him. I love his work, right? But God, how many yeah. times have you seen a counter attack and he's just got to ping it to the left and it's just throwing? You're like, oh, please. Oh, I know. No. I've loved having no long throws as well. Oh, I've thank God. That. I have. I've said this openly and I've had so many Birmingham fans and like my cousin said to me as well, like, it's one of the best weapons in football if you can do no. a long throw. I'm like, I know if you can do it properly. Yeah, exactly. Problem, yeah. One is six foot four. He shouldn't be the fucker throwing it in the box. Yeah. And two, yeah. we're shit from long throws. I think we've yeah. won one in three years. Yeah. yeah. I would just say bin it off. We've got far better players to play that rather than just stoke ball all the time. We've got Bakuna, we've got Chong, we've got Bia, mm-hmm. we've got Hannibal. 
we can play it around. We can take a short throw and then work it into the box. You know, we can. It's just why we choose to elect to go to this stupid long ball throw when we, like you said, Jamie, we've got a six foot four defender taking it. It's like, no, other way around if we're going to do that. We'll get the little <laughs> short ass to do it first today. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, we can sit and moan about the Blues, but we're actually doing all right for once. So it's actually nice to have that for a change. Um, but it's very nice to have talking to you, spoke to you again this evening, lads. Um, it yeah, feels like we've talked about all this before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, um, it's a bit <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back very soon after the whole game. Hopefully we'll have a win. And yeah, keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.